Hello, and welcome to the podcast, All the War They Want. My name is Carmen Brooks, and I will be hosting you for the next couple of episodes. In this podcast, we're going to explore cyber warfare, business, and life from unconventional perspectives. The focus is going to be honing in on real-world situations, issues, and stories that help connect the dots on why people take on such audacious challenges. With me here today is Jeffrey Engel. Jeff is the CEO of First Quadrant Services and the chairman and president of Conquest Cyber. Both of these are cybersecurity companies. He is also a tier one special operations veteran. He has received a couple of bronze stars and a purple heart. He is an expert in weapons of mass destruction, risk and emergency management, as well as an inventor, author, pilot, and jujitsu black belt. Jeff, you have quite the boring background. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to add to that? I am pretty good at juggling. Juggling? Yeah. Why need, juggling? I'm not, I wasn't interesting at parties, so I had to pick up a trick. <laughs> Did that work? And do we get a demonstration? Absolutely not. <laughs> All not right. Here. So seriously, give us a little bit of insight into your backstory. So, uh, you know, I've been fortunate now, uh, came from unfortunate circumstances, um, yeah, it was abandoned when I was 11, uh, you know, had, you know, parents with drug issues, bounced around a bunch of different schools. Um, eventually, because my, my grandfather was in uh, in the Army in World War II, Korea and Vietnam. And, you know, he always, my from my recollection, always had the best sense of humor of anybody. Uh, so I always knew that I intended to, to join the military. Um, and it, I turned 17. Uh, I did that, and you know that was April of 2001. As you guys know, the, um, September of that year, uh, some guys decided they wanted to take a you know a flight into some buildings. Um, at that point, I was um, in the weapons of mass destruction arena. I was actually in the, the WMD reconnaissance course, and they walked in on the second day and said, uh, you, "Yeah, we're at war," <laughs> and yeah, the that kind of triggered the next series of events in, in my career where I um, spent a lot of time deployed. The first four years or so in the military, I uh, was deployed for around 26 months of that. And that the last trip I did in 2004 was kind of right during the, the Mahdi uprising uh, where there was a lot of IED attacks and kind of, you know, most of the conventional military was doing the same thing I was, which is driving up and down roads and waiting to get hit by IEDs. So... You mentioned the Purple Heart. That's how I got it. Uh, while I was on that trip, I got uh, an email from uh, an, an organization that invited me to to do something a little different, um, to be on the other side, you know, of the one-way uh, firing squad versus the one I was on. And uh, I spent the next, you know, five years in um, America's Most Elite Special Missions Unit. And there I learned, you know, the, the complete difference between conventional and unconventional approaches. And that set the stage for the rest of my career where I've gone to the sound of the guns, the, the areas that I thought were the greatest threat to national security from, you know, terrorism to, um, you know, biological disease emergence um, and and ultimately into cyber. It's where I found my way to this, um, you know, continuing to solve what I perceive to be the greatest threats to our national security and the way of life that that, that enables the the way of life that enabled me to go from, you know, from where I was growing up to, to where I'm at today. Gosh, Jeff, so that's, um, that's quite the background and quite the story. So what are you doing currently then? Well, 
really, you know, I'm the chief admin, you know, garbage collector, you know, uh, floor <laughs> mopper. Uh, you know, what, I, what I've learned, you know, in the last four years or so of um, being the, the, the CEO of companies, being the, the kind of the chief decision maker, you know, it, you know, it really is whatever the business needs. And, and I've got, you know, two incredible businesses that I have, you know, and, and teams that I have the opportunity to work with. Conquest Cyber um, is a integrated cyber resiliency company, really working to connect the dots between uh, all of the different elements of cybersecurity and business um, so we can make more risk-informed decisions and give the transparency to decision makers who need it in order to make better informed decisions that, you know, keep their businesses resilient against you know, advanced persistent threats. And first quadrant um, is kind of a, a baby between conquest and one of our um, one of our key partners. And where we found that our integrated cyber resiliency platform is really for you know for government and, and large enterprises, there's still some elements of that program that are owned by the organization. Uh, and they typically have smaller staffs, but you know, even in large enterprises, but they still have, you know, technical staff and, you know, risk and audit side and, and the, the people to be able to do some of the, the necessary underlying functions of cyber resiliency. So we found with small businesses, they didn't have that, you know, you'd have a, you know, a CEO, maybe a COO that maybe the spouse of the CEO um, that is responsible for kind of everything else, keeping the, you know, the, the, the tires, you know, moving. So what we did is we built that um, first quadrant to support that customer base where we would do a lot more of the programmatic operational functions to be able to enable small businesses to get equivalent levels of cyber resiliency to their their enterprise and government counterparts. So like I mentioned, what am I doing today? Whatever needs to get done. Um, I, I just try to work myself out of jobs as things emerge. And as those businesses scale, you know, new challenges come up all the time and new opportunities. Um, but what we are doing in those those two teams that work really closely together is changing the way uh, cyber resiliency is done for our CI sectors. Okay, so it seems like in everything that you've told me, you are really trying to always solve the most pressing national security problems. So how does that look now, given the situation with Russia and Ukraine? I mean, nothing's changed. This was, you know, essentially, I don't, I don't know. I grew, I spent a little bit of time growing up in Hawaii. And what I learned was if you're going to catch a wave, you got to start swimming before the wave hits you. So we've been building, you know, the, the capabilities around that for, you know, for over four, you know, four years now. And this is kind of the way of catching up to us. So we were positioned and prepared uh, to to support our customers and partners, and give them the resiliency they need. You know, program in the indicators of compromise, surge resources to be able to support. You know, the patch plan practice, kind of three P's of of building cyber resiliency. Uh, and this is just bringing to light th- that. Uh, that it always really needed to be done. It was a capability that needed to be built. And hopefully it's going to enable that to be prioritized for organizations we don't already work with uh, to where they'll start paying a lot more attention that it's not just the financial risk associated with breach. It's not something that you can just get insurance for. Um, When you look at the 
geopolitical implications of not being cyber resilient as an organization within critical infrastructure, you know, you start to see that it's not just a fiduciary responsibility to do that. It's it's a moral obligation because it ties our hands globally if we don't. Right. So if you're looking at this from a CISO perspective, right, I'm sure a lot of them are under a lot of pressure right now, especially those that work in, you know, the critical infrastructures, um, infrastructure sectors. What, is, what does that look like if they work with you? I mean, right now is a, a time where everybody wants information and the ability to access that information, put it into practice and communicate it is not something that's, um, that's going to be easy, right? We've, we've been building our system around how do we make it to where CISOs can sleep at night because they know their phone will chime if there's something they need to be concerned about versus staying up and remaining anxious. But the reality is right now, the, the disconnect from, at the board and other C-suite level from that position historically has is, is put them in a position where now there are a lot of people who previously were going to accept a quarterly board report now want you know, minute-by-minute, day-by-day information. Um, so working with us, we're, you know, we're in that role. We're, we're going to get you the information that you need, um, put it, push it to you, but ideally change the dynamic to where you're getting the – the information that those re, you know other C-suite members and board members need, you know, in real time to give them the, you know, the belief, confidence, you know, that ultimately they're going to be resilient against whatever happens, you know, um, whether it be a nation-state actor uh, targeting them, or if you know the inevitable happens and they do get breached, so they're going to be able to to manage through that event. Right. So a lot of the things, I mean, cybersecurity has been bouncing around in the news constantly, right? One of the things that if you really go in and do research on it, it's pretty expensive, right? And complicated. And I think a lot of people are really confused. Do you have anything to speak on when it comes to that? Yeah, I mean, the reality is, and I, I say this as the CEO of two cybersecurity companies, it's, it's really easy for people in my position to get rich without solving the problem. Um, the The conventional wisdom is, you know, solve a very, you know, uh, acute niche technical problem, uh, get venture capital money, you know, throw money at sales and marketing, and then eventually sell to a strategic buyer who wants to, to gobble up the tech. That's part of the problem. You know, there's so much technology noise out there from, from sales and marketing to uh, individual tools that solve individual problems but don't effectively get integrated um, that security budgets can start selecting do I want to eat or do I want to drink you know do I want to feed this kid or do I want to feed you know all of my children uh, and that's that's the problem nobody knows the ROI they're getting or what they're being you know protected against or that the security investments they're making are actually even getting put into place let alone getting the results that they were expecting so I think it's the the most important thing for anyone, that might be listening is, you know, are you, do you even know what's important to you? No. Yeah. Have you, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, home alone, but they checked the passports four times and they lost a kid. Like, <laughs> that is the, you know, that's the story of, of cybersecurity in 2022 and knowing what's important to you as a, as a starting point is, is going to enable better, you know, planning, decision-making, and ultimately, uh, connectivity between the leaders who are making decisions and the operators who have to put those decisions into practice. Right. That's a really good analogy, by the way. And also, I love those movies. 
Um, okay, awesome, Jeff. Well, thank you for your time. Do you have anything else to add? No, I encourage everybody to uh, to keep listening. This is going to be a fun podcast with with some really cool people and uh, and awesome stories. So I'm excited to do this um, and you know get the word out about you know what we're doing, how we're doing it, and how sometimes following the rules isn't necessarily the right thing to do. Nope, which is how you got me on board. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate your time. Please tune in to the next episode. It's on Know Your Environment with Liz Nurse. Thank you so much. Cheers, everyone.